from the deep reaches of the minds of horror comes the original. Ladies and gentlemen, 1990 What presents Halloween Rewind. Rewind we have. And we are now at the starting line of probably, some might say, the greatest series in all of horror. You could be right, you could be wrong. Um, what a time it has been. Guys, what do you think? What a ride. I, I think, um, yes, what, I mean, the top Mount Rushmore of all the cinematic series of horror films. Um, Absolutely. Front and center. But, you know, this is up there with some of the great series of film in cinema history. Not just um, in the horror genre. Yeah. Jake, please do us the pleasure of telling us <coughs> the film we are discussing tonight. Listen, back in the 1950s, there was a young boy in Kentucky who liked westerns. And he dreamt that one day he would go to Hollywood and direct westerns. Um, and his name was John Carpenter. I don't know if he directed any westerns, but he made a movie called Halloween, and uh, a lot of people liked it. Yeah. Yeah. I did not know that, Jake. That was one hell of an intro. Thank you. I didn't know that. He's the man, the myth, the legend. Uh, He's the reason for the season. And, you know, this movie, I I often forget, excuse me, that this movie was an independent film. Yeah. Uh, $300,000, I believe. Yeah. Um, that I also forgot. I think I did know that, but uh, it, 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 it's kind of a testament to how well it's done and just really how well everything is executed. Because you think of when you think about independent films, you think about um, clear, low budget in pretty much every aspect. Like Independence Day. Uh, Independence Day was a very low budget independent film. Yeah, too. Yeah. Now that film was a you know was a dumpster fire of shit. Kind of like Armageddon. <laughs> it looked terrible. Like somebody like drew, um, you know the the effects were clearly on post it notes and just you know they just used their thumb to flip them and that's how we saw jets and aliens flying around. But and no, yeah. So the cool thing about John Carpenter is that he was smart in that he would rather, you know. I mean, I'm sure he would have liked a bigger budget, but he was more concerned with total creative control, you know. He some of his earlier stuff, he didn't have a whole lot of money, but he he had um creative power to, you know, come up with to to make what he wanted to make. Yeah. yeah. Um and to collaborate in that way. So so he did have full control over this film. Yeah, yet okay. he wasn't a power-wielding asshole either. He, All right. he collabed with people, yeah. and he was open to ideas, you know? So th- I, I think that makes a lot of sense, because in most projects, um, it's great to have, like, uh, you know, a, a, the mindset of a, dom- of a democracy. However, um, things move quickly and are executed a lot better when there actually is, like, Somebody right. who does have the final say, yeah, for sure, and, yeah. and isn't necessarily, you know, is is open to um, 
the opinions, but isn't necessarily swayed by anybody other than their own vision. And with this particular movie, other than Donald Pleasance, it was all no-name people who were just excited to be there, who were just happy to be there. That's that's incredible. And, and you know, th- there was kind of a positive energy on set, so I hear, uh, because of that, you know. There wasn't a lot of diva attitudes going around at all. He also collaborated uh, really heavily with Deborah Hill. Yeah, I was going to say, she she should get more credit. Um, she's a baller. She is from Haddonfield, New Jersey, which does exist. Right. Yeah. Yeah, nice. and uh, she wrote the first draft of the script, and um, they, you know, hand it was in hand. She was like, she's one of the the brains behind Halloween. Yeah, it was her idea to bring in Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, <clears throat> you know, who, who um, I don't think John Carpenter knew about her. Um, right. Before. That yeah. They were eyeing somebody else for the part. Hmm. Not sure what her na- name was. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Who the is the daughter of, of um, Janet Lee and Janet Tony Lee, Curtis. Yeah. Um, Hollywood royalty, pretty much, you know. And uh, her first film role, introducing Jamie Lee Curtis in Halloween. That is awesome. What a incredible job. And what a career, right? I mean... Did you hear how I said the word job? Job. I put a D at the beginning. Job. Did did y'all catch that? I didn't hear it. I don't know why I did that. I think I was swallowing snot or shit down my throat. Well, you've done a great job. Remember Homestar Runner? Yes, I do. <coughs> yeah. Remember um, Poopsmith? <laughs> that I don't. I, Adam was. He <laughs> knows that way better than I do. Yeah, In fact, actually he was w- the one that introduced me to it. Just before I put As my I kids I to bed tonight, we were watching one of the Homestar Runner Halloween it. cartoons. <laughs> uh, was it the pumpkin contest? No, or but Halloween. We, uh, we've we've watched like all the Fluffy Puff Marshmallows. I, not this one, not tonight. But I, they, I t- they love them all. If we've completely lost you, there, there's a, in the early 2000s, there was a website called HomestarRunner.com. Um, they made flash cartoons with uh, some really funny characters and <laughs> heavily influenced the sense of humor of a generation. Yeah. Early <laughs> internet comedy. Um, I remember texting Adam the words Cerebellum in all caps and with a lot of exclamation points, wondering if he would know. And uh, he, he sent back Arrowed. Again, all caps, and then I sent him back the ugly one. (laughs) Isn't that great when you can text an obscure reference? Yeah. I can't believe. I knew he would get it. And and then he went on for things that I was like, oh, I'm not familiar with actually. (laughs) I went pretty deep into the lore on that. When when I was in college the first time, I was watching Arrested Arrested Development for the first time. And I, I would text out him the most obscure little quote from Arrested Development. And he always knew. Yeah, that I that it, he he could he would always be able to text me back, dude. Your your memory, sense. Adam. Your memory and recall is actually like pretty outstanding, and and you've shown that in this series too, as we've been talking about these Halloween movies. Well, thanks, Philip. Your, your ability thanks. to, uh, you're a sweetheart, man. Yeah. Well, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, enough about Adam. Um. <coughs> oh, and Jake. No, no. Honestly. Your organization in this has been spectacular, too. You've made this show incredible. You guys have done a fabulous job. I, like usual, am just sitting here reacting Mike, to y'all's hard Mike, work. you nail every single time you say it, Halloween Rewind, which before we started recording our first episode, we realized was difficult to say. 
And every time you've said it, you have said it crisp and clear. And uh, you're the voice of this podcast. If there's one thing I can do, it's enunciate. Yes, uh, we're amazing. <laughs> so, all right. Well, let's get in. Let's get into it. What is up with the mask in this movie? Uh, perfection, honestly. Yeah. I mean, the original, great. and and um, there, I don't think that there ever was. That there was never an improvement. There was always just a hope that it would be as good. In fact, like whenever you watch the later the later Halloween movies, yeah, there's always the comparison. You are always comparing it to uh, the first. Absolutely. I mean, it was just like every time. Oh yeah, close the close up and the far away shots of Michael um, in 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 the first Halloween. Um, yeah. the, the mask is um, without a doubt. Uh, terrifying and it, it's immediately iconic it's yes. immediately effective so like, hollow like i said before it's it, it threads the needle of being just specific enough to have like facial features that look like a real face but just plain enough to to where it's unsettling so it was kind of sort of roughly loosely based off of this um this um like european horror movie um, called Eyes Without a Face, I oh. believe. Um, where the the female character had a dis you know a disfigured face, and she wore this like white mask over it. And um, you know, it's kind of a famously creepy movie. I've actually seen scenes from it on YouTube, and it's legitimately scary. What's the oh. mask look like in that? It's white, and it's just it's like dark DC. It, it, yeah, it's kind of like in the movie uh, in Batman nineteen eighty nine when Joker's girlfriend like has this. Oh yeah, like yeah. It, it's kind of like that, okay. but uh, but yeah, they kind of just had this vague idea of a bad guy <laughs> who wore a mask. Yeah, they and didn't know uh, exactly what they wanted. Right, for the mask. they had a couple ideas, and they went with the William Shatner mask, obviously. And um, when they yeah, they, um, they, they painted it and teased the hair out, and they're like, "Wow, this looks great." <laughs> yeah, so it's it's a uh, it's conceivable to me that somebody might be starting this podcast with this episode. You know, yeah, welcome this season are. or sometime in the future. We did it backwards because exactly. we're funny. Yeah, um, we we this is Halloween Rewind, and we've been going backwards through these films, uh, starting with the most recent, which was at the time Halloween Kills, and going through the uh, oldest of these movies, working backwards, just to see what that's like. And it's you know it's going to be our gimmick if we do any other series of films. Totally. Um, and oh, here I'm, we are. I'm your host, Michael, by the way. And I'm your host, Jacob. And I am Adam. Sorry, and I guess we're not getting any better at this. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we fuck that up every time. And no, that's, that's, that's fine. totally my it was my fault. No, the me. fans love it. It's cool. You know, they make fun of us about it all the time. And um so yeah, it, I know we've talked about it here and there throughout this series so far, but for anybody who doesn't know and hasn't heard somewhere along the way, uh yeah, they, they took a Captain Kirk William Shatner mask, a, a pretty good looking one, but they don't really make masks like this for Halloween anymore where it's just like somebody's face in latex. Yeah. And uh they they took it like Jake said, they they changed it, they altered it. Dude, remember those Bill Clinton and George uh George W. Bush ones from like yeah. the yeah. 90s and early Oh yeah, 2000s? dude. Yeah. The, the, where they're smiling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With the, his politician mask and yeah, those sucked. 
they they were kind of caricaturish. Exactly. Like the, it was it was way more like caricature. Whereas this one, like the Shatner mask, uh, there's nothing caricature about it. They're actually trying to like imagine a kid, you know, rings your doorbell for trick or treating. You open the door, like, oh, William Shatner's okay. Yeah, or like, um, you think it's supposed to be William Shatner, or you know, it's like vaguely familiar. Even you might not even realize it's like. Uh, who are you? Oh, and they've got a yellow shirt with the le- the little triangle thing. So, oh, you're Captain Kirk. So John Carpenter ran at ran ran into um, uh, William Shatner at a thing once, and he kind of approached him and was like, "Oh, good talk to him." He's like, "Hey, I'm I'm John Carpenter," I, and and the <laughs> William Shatner didn't even look up from his phone and just ignored him. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I wonder how That's he feels about it. Like, what would he say if he spoke he's about uh, it? It's probably. F- I think. Um, I don't know. I think it's true. They did not get permission. For I mean, it's not like it looks it, that no, much no. like and, it. And and I guess not. Why would they have to? That they they cut the eyes out and, yeah. and made it totally different. Where it was like, no, that's not his mask anymore. It, we're not even saying that it's. Nobody, yeah, nobody yeah. said it was Shatner until afterwards. Right. I wonder, like, when people first knew that. When was that, like, a known fact? I wonder, like... Oh, I don't know. How many movies were I out? bet it probably started to go around the internet around mid-2000s or early 2000s. Maybe some of the nerds on their message, message boards. It's or pretty common knowledge <laughs> for Halloween fans these days. Um, but I've seen, like, I've seen pictures of William Shatner at cons where he takes a picture of a fan in a Michael's Meyer, Michael Myers mask. There's even this one. I, yeah, see, that's, where there's that a story fan. sounded oh, odd so, to me. So he's cool about it now. That, I don't know. I don't the know. The story sounded odd to me because I feel like he would be cool about it. I've seen this one where this guy is in full Michael Myers get up and he has a he has a hedge with him, like a part of a hedge he can stand behind. And William Shatner's sitting there next to him. <laughs> You know, looking kind of. Bewildered. I wonder if people dress like Michael Myers and like go outside of like the gates of William Shatner's house and like stare at him. him. I hope so. What if Halloween fans just like ruined his life, <laughs> dude? <laughs> As it becomes more, yeah. Who knows? <laughs> okay, so <clears throat> all right, guys. Wednesday, October twenty fifth, nineteen seventy eight. Now, Here none of us were born because we're so young. And full of youth. But I did text my parents Ooh. in a group chat. This guy did some and prep I said, work. You I did. didn't explain anything. I, su- I just said, what were y'all doing? I said, what were y'all each doing the week of um, <laughs> October 25th, uh, 1978? And my mom didn't text back, which is pretty <laughs> pathetic. <laughs> that's, dude, that's hilarious. <laughs> but my dad. My mom was self. Oh. It's she, pretty she sad if your mom doesn't text Ghosted me. But my my dad said, uh, being 20 and trying to get hired back at Skaggs, this grocery store that my dad used to work at Skaggs. in Irving, Texas, called Skaggs. He worked there before he became Skaggs, Mike? a jailer. No. It was at... Um, and then he became a police officer. Like Beltline and Finley, just a little north of... Wait, was it Skaggs Finley? when you were a kid? Yeah, when what? I was a kid, it was still Skaggs. Man, you're old. I know. That's crazy. Do you remember Sack and Save? Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. Do you remember Gibson's? Do you rem- did you ever go to no. Beto's right in front of Sack and Save? No. They had this local commercial that was like, you'll be eating till your mouths are full. <laughs> it was it was this really great yeah. Mexican place. Oh, yeah. Irving. 
Irving yeah. people. Irving, Texas. Yeah, we're talking about local stuff, so most of you don't know what we're talking about, which no. is fine. People Especially in California do that all the time. So. Yeah, they no. do. We yeah. Well, I mean, so like, oh, you know how like there's a bunch of homeless people? <laughs> <laughs> Wh- which ones? Do you mean the ones on uh, La Brea or the ones on uh, Ventura and... Uh, <laughs> They were probably the ones I'm sure. The ones at Laurel Canyon um, are getting pretty crazy. Mm. You guys know what I'm talking about? Y'all better move to Texas. Yeah. Actually don't. Yeah. So, <laughs> 1978. Uh, this year in horror, we've got... Now, I'm, I'm, g- I'm going to blow through all these real quick. we got Dawn of the Dead, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, a movie called Martin... A movie called I Spit on Your Grave, Piranha, Damien, Omen 2, um, The Toolbox Murders, Magic, Jaws 2, and okay. John Carpenter's own Something's Watching Me, a made-for-TV movie that also came out this year. Right. Um, it's sort of like a, his, sort of, his sort of take on, um, um, what is it? I want to say Rear Window? The Alfred okay. Hitchcock movie. Yeah. Oh wow, the that's, that's voyeurism. Right. The title sounds like. That. Anyway, yeah. yeah. The only I one of those I've seen is Jaws two, and um, the only good Jaws movie is the first one. Yeah, I uh, think well, uh, the second one's okay. Uh, yeah, okay. The rest are terrible. Yeah, the rest are definitely terrible. Two is, I mean, it's all right. Yeah. I probably saw Jaws two when I was a kid. And uh, I've seen the Omen one, but uh, yeah, I haven't seen seen those. I've seen one of the Invasion of the Body Snatchers movies, and I think it was the original from the fifties. The seventies one is a remake. I, I, it's been on my t- well, the Donald um, Donald Sutherland one. Um, this one that came out this year has been on my to do list for a long time. It uh, looks really cool, but I haven't seen it. Yeah, I've not seen any of those, except for Jaws 2. Yes. But yeah, dude, good stuff. Good movies, I think. Do you guys hear something? Yeah, what is that? Is that Penny? Uh, I don't hear anything. Oh, wait. Oh, oh that's me. I'm you. sorry. I like kept I'm like totally taking my yeah. headphone off to see if I could hear what it was. My bad. It's, it's yeah, it's I, I will stop. Jared Gummit Mike. <laughs> Be still. Gosh. It's hard for me to do that, actually. <laughs> like, I'm always moving my legs. Uh, one of them. So, yeah. late, late 70s, this is a good time for for music, you know? Lots of cool stuff was yes. happening with rock and roll. And, yeah, uh, Maybe even some early punk. But um, let's get behind the music of this movie. Um, this is the first time we ever hear this theme, the, the, the main Halloween theme. Which, you know, there's so many versions of it now. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, this was, um, you know, John Carpenter, you know, he was always interested in music. And he had, like, a sort of this uh, rhythm, you know, that he would always practice when he was younger. And that simply kind of just kind of became the theme. I'm trying Adam's to think of the time signature. He I really should know it. Five four. It's five four. Five four, five, four time. Four. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I should know that, but it's okay. Adam Adam's uh getting that music for us right now. And um but uh, I'm excited to talk about Bob and Linda. <laughs> Bob and Linda, which happens to be my parents' names, which is fun. And Oh uh, yeah, mine too. They were just uh, you know, a couple years older than these kids. Yeah. At the time. Um, yeah. Yeah, um uh, I think we got some music coming. It, no, it's dude, coming. it's it's okay. Um wait, wait, wait. So what's the connection between Bob and Linda? What what, what, what do you what do you mean? There's two characters in the film who are uh, they boyfriend have and girlfriend and they get killed. Oh. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Oh man, that's funny. <laughs> Yeah, Ooh, and those are funny. those are our parents. And did your mom did your mom ever respond with what she was doing in seventy eight? Nah, she never did. I wonder. Well, when did she meet your dad? Well, 81. a couple of years after this, yeah, they met the year that Halloween two came out. This is the first movie we would ever hear this theme, and it would be in a lot of movies to come. Everything about this sounds great. I love the acoustic piano leading it. Yeah, I I love that the rhythm isn't too... I love this build-up here. This is incredible. Much like we have discussed with the mask, I feel like they got it right the first time. Yeah. And uh, a lot of the later Halloween movies suffer from having gotten it so right the first time. Yeah, they never completely screw it up, but it gets weird along the way if sure. you compare it to the original. This is, well, like, yeah, everything about this is just, this is just the way, this is just the way. So John Carpenter actually, I can't remember who he showed footage of the movie with this music too but they said that they didn't like it or that it wasn't good but then you know years later would would admit to John Carpenter like hey I was wrong like you know you were right it's good they didn't like the music right that's Damn. that's ridiculous I, I, the first time I heard this I, it was immediately like dude that that's incredible that's one of the greatest like motifs and like themes that I've ever heard. The first time I ever heard this, I screamed because a man dressed like Michael Myers was coming at me with a strobe light going off. And uh, <laughs> Dude, I really? was never the same. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, oh, that was like the a, first time I heard this music. Like a yeah, haunted that, house. That was a, yeah, that that, was a profound experience for both of us. Yeah, so uh, again, if this is your first time listening to Halloween Rewind, um, we told the story a few times that my dad's friend um, dressed like Michael Myers for several Halloweens, and um, we trick-or-treated his house not knowing uh, anything about Michael Myers. And he came out in full garb with the mask and coveralls and everything to this music and a strobe light going off, and it was very terrifying, even to a little kid who's never uh, heard of a Halloween movie before. 
Awesome. That's cool. It's evil, and uh, you should do it. Um, Jake could do scaring it. Scaring kids is fun. Yeah. It's a good thing. Okay. Um, we had a Halloween party the other night. My my mom threw a big Halloween party for our family. Did she? Um, everybody me, was there. All the kids were there. Everyone was there. Let me check my email. Uh, no, I don't believe um, you were just, able to I'm make it. Were, were you busy? You must have been busy. Um, probably doing was. some rich people shit, you know. So, <laughs> Probably. All, all the kids were running around and stuff. It was pretty wild in there. It was pretty noisy. Um, I was dressed as a Ghostbuster. Everybody was in costume. And then Uncle Jake got there. And Uncle Jake went into uh, the another room to change. And when he came out with his coveralls and a large prop knife. Oh, my gosh. That thing was huge. It was like a sword. And his Michael Myers mask on. Um, you might expect um, some kids to be shrieking in terror, but quite the opposite it got really quiet in there all the kids were just kind of looking at him not knowing what to think and these are these are little kids none of them would have had any real exposure to michael myers at any point in their lives just nice. the image yeah i was i was really excited um i was so excited to, to you know try to scare my nieces and nephews and uh and uh yeah i th- I, I think it worked um, no, yeah, may- uh, maybe you did. Maybe maybe their fear was silent. Well, that's see, what I'm that's saying. I'm pretty that's, sure that's it. See, my thing is, I'm always, I've always gotten quiet when I'm scared, personally, because in in a lot of horror movies, you know, there's a lot of screaming, you know, but but check it out. I feel like if the if the killer knows where you are and they're coming at you, it kind of makes sense to scream. Because, you know, somebody might hear and come to your rescue. Yeah. But if you don't know where the villain is, it would make sense to be quiet, right? Then uh, it doesn't yeah. make sense to scream. You're right. Um, yeah, this is a great theme. This is Lori's theme. Lori is the uh, character. Yeah, this is her looking out the window and seeing him, if I'm correct. Yes. I think we're missing some notes. Yeah, we are. I wonder if I'm not plugged in correctly. Let's see. Good catch, Adam. No, no. I could turn on mono to make sure that we don't have any problems. Hang on just a sec. Yeah, we every other note was playing. Or um the other half might be in interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like we were missing that. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, we, yeah, we're missing half of the uh the melody. All right, let's Oops. try this again. Oh, commercial. I'm playing from YouTube. I want to hear Hang the on commercial. just a sec. <laughs> This is uh, an ad for <laughs> Farfetch, whatever that is. Here we go. <laughs> Oops. What is going on? <laughs> That's okay. We haven't had this no, many technical difficulties in a minute. That's why? fine. <laughs> this is awesome. So the big problem here is that uh, I couldn't find this album on Apple here Music for some reason. Maybe your phone is haunted. There it is. There it is. 
I guess those must alternate right and left channels. Yeah, the, that whole time I was like, some, we're only getting like half of this. Yeah, yeah, because I was thinking this was, I was like, this is when she's looking out the window. And then I was like, well, wait, is it? Because it sounded different. But no, this is definitely when she's at school. Lori strode. She's at her desk. She looks out the window and there's a car parked. And there's a man standing behind the car in a white mask watching her. That shit was so great. It was From very like scary. Almost a hundred feet away. Yeah. Everything about this piece, the, 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 that music in this film, the production, it's perfect. That was that was perfect. That was so great. So great. John Carpenter, man. Yeah, no, re- really hit it out of the park with that. Um and there's another one too, Adam. I think there's another theme that you'll. I I guess you're. I don't mean to assume what well, you'll do. Well, uh, go ahead. Which one do you want to hear? I mean, uh, here it, we are. Is, isn't it? Um, it's like even more like uh, spaced out. The bum 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 bum. Yeah, uh, I wonder what that. That was one, I, I, in my opinion, is like might be the scariest just because of how like minimal and haunting it is and those that last boom the last note the one you're describing i feel like cape fear took a lot of inspiration from i didn't see that the the you know this uh the simpsons kind of plays it a version like i don't know if it's really it but the simpsons kind of parodies it with side sideshow bob oh yeah like the dun, 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 dun. oh yeah the sideshow bob music that kind of reminds Dang, me man. of that track that you're talking a little bit i mean not yeah. saying it sounds exactly like it um dude we should do we should oh oh hang on this isn't what mike was talking about but i want to play this Oh, that, is that just the sound of murder? Oh, hang on. Dude, I love that. Let's see. <laughs> oh, this is when he escapes. That's when uh, you see a person like jump on the hood of the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's such a weird noise. That yeah. It's like, is something supernatural oh, happening? Oh, dude, it's like, so Like, did that great. patient just cast a spell on the car? And, like, yeah, he, like, flies on top like of the car. And it looks like they're flying. Yeah. So if I'm watching this for the first time, I'm like, what was that? Was that a witch? <laughs> well, yeah. Okay, and there's something this movie does, which some, you could argue that it's kind of a cheat. Freaking but they will use music as a way to startle the audience. Like, like that. Like the, you know. In case you don't see him come out, you hear it, and it's like, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah. So, like, there it is. Dude, oh, dude yes. that sound makes me so excited. It makes me so happy. So this, that is when the light comes on <laughs> in the upstairs bedroom, and uh, Michael's watching from outside. Little boy Michael as a six-year-old. So this movie begins with... Uh, point of view shot you're looking at this house six is so young how old is your son miles he is six that's so young yeah, <laughs> he's, he's so that's crazy i feel like that kid that plays him looks more like seven or eight could be yeah 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 so he's like going around the house peeking in the windows going in the back door yeah so john carpenter is wearing this device 
because you know this is back in the day, y'all. These cameras were big and heavy, and he's wearing the camera, and he's kind of like making it so that the audience that you're seeing through the eyes of Michael Myers, but you don't really know it yet. You know, I guess until you see him like grab a knife. Mm-hmm. And the clown mask. And then, but the thing is, after this intro, you see that throughout the movie, and you don't know, like, wait, is this, are we seeing through Michael's eyes again, or is this just like, you know, it, it creates this sort of uh, ambiguous tension. Yeah. Sometimes you don't know. Like at the beginning, you don't know you're seeing through this kid's eyes. Right. And sometimes you don't know if you're watching from Michael's point of view later on. It's. Gotta, gotta yeah. figure it out. And I think it's cool. Progresses. I think it's cool that this murder scene is the most gruesome one in the movie. It, it shows is. the most. Yeah. Yeah. It's the only time you really see blood is in this scene in this movie. You know. And I think that that's effective when you you have like one really gruesome scene that really grabbed the audience. Totally. But then, man, they're really that, dragging because a big note part out. of John Carpenter. In this movie is like not relying on blood and guts and violence. It's more the suspense of it. It's the the tension building suspense. Yeah. Is this like a uh, cricket? Uh? Yeah, it just keeps going. This is that that first scene still. Oh. And then now he's in the bedroom. And now he's now he's stabbing her, stabbing his sister who's naked. Judith Myers. Judith, who looked great. She looked very healthy. <laughs> she did. <laughs> she was hot. <laughs> yeah. And she was bloody and less healthy looking. Yeah. Less healthy unto death. How do you think she got the part? Do you think she had to take her top off? Uh, this you was know, the 70s. It's, yeah. it's a typical thing in Hollywood. <laughs> it's a typical thing. Well, um, man, I, I, I wish I'd uh, been able to find this album when I went and looked for it. Oh, just dude, now, but you're doing great. We're skipping album. an ad, and this one's called... This one's called Lester the, the Dog. Oh. <laughs> Wait, what, Adam? This one's called The Classroom. Oh, okay. Oh, Ooh, yeah. that's synthy. That sounds like Halloween too. Skip right to it. Yeah, they were like, nah, fuck it, dude. Change. <laughs> That's probably right, literally this what next one's called The Shape. Ooh. Mike, I don't know what the one you're talking about. I is love I that I quick percussion. I feel, dude, that sounds like Hans Zimmer. Like, oh, you're like right. It sounds yeah. like the beginning of The Dark Knight when the guys are like getting ready to rob the bank. Oh, dude, yeah, you're right. Yeah, dude. Good John comparison. Carpenter's music had such an effect on, on like, so many different people in, in the biz. It's crazy. Yeah. Just his music. The yeah. shape, nice. Um. This one is walking home. Okay. So they're all very similar. Yeah, you hear a lot of this music repeated. Uh, not a problem to me. But, I mean, like, th- listen how this is different. Yeah, it is different. A lot of dissonance. Yeah, and it's, you know, these movies aren't very long. 
And so I feel no, like... No, this can, is not a long movie. You're you right. You can be kind of repetitive with the music. This is The Hedge. Clearly the infamous hedge. hedge. You all know what we're talking about, folks, with the hedge when he's standing there. And then, you know, her friend um, Annie, Annie, she's just doesn't even notice. She's too preoccupied with, like, being a ditzy teenager. Whereas Lori is like, oh, who I'm is not like the other girls. I notice stuff. Who is that man? Again, this one's a lot. He's the last one. This one's hot. called The Clothesline. Who's that hot guy in the mask? The clothesline. So another one where he's staring. He does a lot of staring. He does a lot of staring. And it's really scary. It is scary. That. It's totally scary. Very effective. Dang. Yes. All so right. So th- there's really just like a small difference. Everything about Michael Myers is painfully simple. Uh, Nick Castle asked like, you know, okay, so like, what's my motivation? Am, am I trying to be like menacing? They're like, no, just you, your motivation is to walk from point A to point B. Like, just walk. And he was like, all right. Um, and it worked. This one's called The Shape Lurking. The Shape Lurking. We're playing a lot more of this score tonight than we normally That's do. That's fine. But, you know, That's fine, dude. I, I love it, man. I love the music in this movie. This, this film great. has earned it. Yeah. The Shape at the Door. The um, shape of the after door. this ad for Hotels.com. Hotels.com. So, folks, whenever you're traveling... <laughs> <laughs> Hotels.com. Neato, guys. Oh, yeah. I Was that it? So. All right. More of the... Some of these are like seven seconds long. Seven se- okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Ooh, we got some breathing. There's some breathing in that past one. Okay, what's this? What does it say? Empty street. Empty street. Okay, so now it's nighttime. Pasadena, California is the neighborhood that they're, you know, they're walking down. Wait, is it or is it Hollywood? Is it like really close to like Hollywood, like just Hollywood? Um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I did know they the, film this the, in Los Angeles the, or the Myers house was Pasadena, but when they're walking oh, okay. around, I think it's like just really close to Hollywood. It's like right off of like Hollywood Boulevard, and they had leaves in a fan, and they would use the same leaves over and over again. For each uh, scene. They were just like. Because they were poor. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? Not that for changed. Long. Yeah. Yeah. Because, guys, people liked this movie. This Some of the reviews were lackluster. You know, some of the reviews were just, oh, you know, same old tricks. But um, the, the people liked it. And uh, sometimes movie critics don't know what's best. This song is called Don't Fear the Reaper. It is by a band called Blue Oyster Cult. And this song plays as Annie and Lori are driving around, and Annie passes to Lori um, uh, a device for smoking a marijuana. Marijuana. This is a fantastic song. Oh, yeah, dude. Classic song. Classic. Do you, guys, do you know any of their other stuff? I don't. Yeah, they've got a song called Godzilla. 
Um, I think there's another one I like a lot too. You guys know that song Godzilla? Do you, you know that one? I don't believe so. Uh, if I heard it, I. Isn't it like a, like a big riff? Yeah. It's like it comes Godzilla. You know? No. no. <laughs> I don't know. You, you would you would we, know. If we you know just it. don't know it. I'm sorry. Guys. Can you sing the riff? <laughs> Do you remember the riff? No, I don't want to. I'm already embarrassed myself. <laughs> no, dude. That. <laughs> no, I we just, should be embarrassed. We don't know it. No, um, I, I know. I know that uh, there's a song called Godzilla. If I heard the riff, I'd be like, "Oh yes, that's it." You know what? what Just pull it. This off, is our dude. show. We're it, playing a lot fine. of music tonight, it. yeah, and uh, it doesn't matter. Um. Yes. Okay. Yeah, dude. I am not mad about this. With a purposeful grimace and a terrible sound, he pulls the spinning high tension wires down. This just makes me feel like I'm like an 18-year-old in the 70s, and I'm with my buddies, and we've got some beer. We can go to the lake. Yeah, dude. And that's our only plan. We just get some beer and go to the lake. We're not even going to swim. We're just going to go and like... Just like sit outside our truck and dude, that sounds great. Cause that's what kids did back then. That song came out in 1977. There it is. That bug was dancing to this music. There's this like moth moth flying around, buzzing in circles to the beat of music. Yeah, there goes Tokyo. Or Tokyo. I love that. I'm gonna listen to more of them. Yeah, that's about it. There's, that's like the um, the Blue Oyster Cult song. Um, Don't fear the Reaper is the only like pop song on the album or on the yeah. whole movie. Only one they could afford. I'm surprised there's even that. Yeah, honestly. Uh, me too. I I deeply got yeah. that. That's cool. Good for them. And uh, because it is in Halloween, there's a really cool acoustic version in Scream. Oh, dude, which yeah. is really cool. Like, I love Scream. That's that's my favorite version of that song. It's got this acoustic guitar and and, and these low yeah. bass notes that ring out. It sounds really Les cool. Craven's a genius. He is. So let's get to some of these kills. In this movie, we've got a modest kill count of five people. Um, which you know. For a horror movie, it doesn't sound like a lot. That's but for a small town. That would be a big yeah, in one night, freaking deal. And well, technically only half the night. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, I, f- I forget that sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And so th- this isn't a very like we mentioned before. This isn't a very bloody movie. Um, uh, John Carpenter kind of prided himself on like not relying on shock factor and gore and blood even though i mean don't get me wrong some of the kills are pretty gruesome and and scary for sure but it's not like you know and i like it because it's not it's not it shows some blood just not like a ton of blood and um it's not gonna gross you out and make yeah you know make you toss your cookies or anything yeah yeah so like how many people die in this in this movie, five. Five. Yes. Okay, so you've got oh, Judith. So, right. And the guy with the truck who Michael steals the, uh, the jumpsuit from. 
Yep. And then three teenagers, Linda, Bob, and Annie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Annie is That's not okay. So it's that Halloween okay. night just, well, again, this part of that Halloween night, just just right. four people. Yep. Well, just three. Because the guy with the truck was the night before. Uh-huh. And Yeah, and Judith was years and years before. Some wow. modest Michael, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, and yet, And yet, like, yeah, no, still such a great effective movie. I just honestly, like any time I revisit it, I'm like, God, I can't I, I keep forgetting really how great this is. Yeah, and Donald Pleasance, he's so good in this. It you know, it's kind of it's almost well, this might be offensive, but it, it's almost like we were saying about the mask, how they got it right the first time and then after that they're just always kind of chasing it. Um, I kind of feel like that about Donald Pleasant's portrayal. Absolutely, I, I completely Dr. agree. I yeah. completely not that he's—he goes completely he's, off the rails. Yeah, I mean, not that—and and that's not his fault as an actor per se. No, he's—he's he's capable and he's doing a good um, job still. But they—they kind of made him like do some insane stuff well, that no doctor <laughs> would have done. So, so here's what I'm thinking though, because I, although I agree, I think y'all are right. The fact that he becomes crazier and crazier over time, I mean, might be because of more of like what he's dealing with. Like, so for 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 years, yeah, that he, checks out. For Trauma he, response. For, yeah, yeah. So for years, he's trying to reach this little boy who grows up, becomes a young man. He can't reach him, and then everything he is afraid of, like he he starts to fear this possible evil reality, and is just like now is actually seeing the realization of that, and is like though though. That's been like a wonder in his head. The fact that he is now dealing with it clearly causes him to go crazy. So it kind of makes sense that maybe his character would become pretty, you know, very loony. You, you know, you know what I mean. But but I do agree. Like, yeah, because because he does seem calm yet hyper vigilant in this one. But then, as as the night goes on. And uh, he begins killing people. It's very clear that Loomis has, you know, he has an idea of what he's dealing with, but is also like, oh my gosh, you know, just the the madness of it is now finally sinking in, and the reality of it is uh, just pushing him off the rails. So we'll get to the kill, back to the kills in a second. But two other people that they wanted for this part um, was Peter Cushing. Who had just um, done Star Wars? Right, he was um, Tarkin. Is yes. his name? Yeah, yeah. They, they. Re- I don't know if it was him or, or his agent, but they were like, no, like, we, no, we we have so much money. Why would we do that? Your little, yeah, your little piddly little, 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 little student little film. Yeah, exactly. No, and he had done you. he had done years <laughs> and years of studio horror movies. And yeah, I think they're kind, kind of a legend to, to them. Um, yeah. And um, and the the second guy they wanted was uh, Christopher Lee. Um, oh, oh my dude, gosh. who that would have been also turned it down, but later regretted it. He said he oh regretted my gosh. not being in this movie. Yeah, imagine that. Yeah, that voice. Loomis is up here. Christopher Lee is down here. That, that's true. Yeah, he's got like a a powerful low voice. You're Surely right you up. can do better. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh, that'd be so weird. That's Twice cool. the pride, double the fall, or whatever oh, he says. Yeah. 
Interesting. Yeah, so he was, you know, he was like the one star they had, and he was like, you know, a veteran actor, a um, Bond villain. Yeah, and he he was kind of like their one star, and um, John Carpenter kind of found him intimidating. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah. not that he was rude, but, but, but he did have some input, you know, like at the end when he, you know, when he shoots Michael and looks out the window, Donald Pleasant says to John Carpenter, okay, I can play this one of two ways. Yeah. I can act shocked or I can act like I knew this would happen. And John Carpenter was like, please, by all means, let's do both. And then, you know, go from there. It's like, all right, give them both to you. Yeah, and and Pleasant said, "All right, I'm gonna do one, and you can tell me what you think it is." And it was he did the, you know, the, uh, I knew this would happen kind of face, which is what they went with. Yeah, I, I don't like know that. if you can find. I was gonna look for it, but I didn't. If you can find the other take where he looks surprised, I don't even know if that's available. Oh, I've never seen any deleted scenes from this or any alternate takes of anything. I I wonder if there are. On YouTube, I bet they are. I bet there's something. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, and yeah. So going back to what I was saying earlier, John Carpenter was, you know, he was open to ideas. You know, he wasn't above taking ideas or notes from people. Yeah. And um, um, I, I think that's really cool. Last year, for the podcast blank check they covered shout out the entire filmography of john carpenter and um i watched along and listened to the episodes and um so i've seen i've seen every single john carpenter movie and this man's filmography from top to bottom is just so enjoyable like even the ones that um they like kind of you know they would they would say like okay but when we get down toward the end it's gonna get kind of crappy dude, like i liked it I'm all telling i you, liked i'm dude, telling you this guy did have you, you watch uh, i'm sorry jake go ahead <clears throat> have you seen the thing i have not dude oh, mike you would love it <laughs> it is it's greatness. so good have, um, did you watch uh john carpenter's vampires yeah with billy baldwin yeah i haven't, I haven't seen that one. and james woods <laughs> it gets uh, it's it kind of weird very conservative guy. I don't know. I still like it. I like. I liked all of them. Um, I, okay. The fir- the one thing I didn't really like was his student film, Dark Star. Um, that was all right. It it did. How long is that? I want to watch that one. It's not I'll, that. It's I not super watch, long. I should watch all of them. It's probably ninety minutes or less. Um, it's just kind of weird and kind of inconclusive. And the uh, the alien. They they like there's this alien that's like made out of a big beach ball or yeah. something. It looks pretty stupid, but <laughs> I actually the, the, there was a clip of that I, I watched. Um, there's this um, fan made documentary on YouTube that I highly recommend. It's really cool. It's called um, uh, "The Shape Lives: Forty Years of Halloween." Uh, it's just on YouTube for free, and it's it's awesome. It it kind of um, goes into john carpenter's history leading up to this as well and it shows that clip that you were just talking about of that yeah it's thing. weird looking it's um, very low budget but also you know for a student film looks pretty good but uh the movie b- he made before this assault on precinct 13 is really cool um yeah the cop in this movie is in that um oh yeah the guy who's like everybody's entitled to one good scare yeah um sheriff bracket and yes. his dad yes yeah. 
Um, and the I think it's the sister of um, Lindsay Wallace, who's Denise Richards, is a little girl in in that movie. And um, I guess I won't spoil anything, but she, there's a pivotal scene with this little girl and her ice cream cone in uh, Assault on Precinct 13. If you guys haven't seen it, you should check it out. I haven't twisted. seen that movie. I, I've, I, I've been slacking, y'all. <laughs> um, but I have can't seen see everything. I have seen th- that scene that you're talking about, and it's pretty shocking. Yeah, highly recommend John Carpenter's whole career. And Blank Check, I just re-listened to the Blank Check episode about Halloween yesterday at work, and um, the guest they have on there is a director, a filmmaker. And he really contextualizes like where America was at the time and where horror movies were, like the history of horror and how um, how different Halloween was because of what it was. Because you are, this is bringing the horror to you. Like um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre had come out first, but this is about some kids in the middle of nowhere who drive to a place and have these horrible things happen to him um this was the evil coming right to you in the suburbs where you live and neighborhoods look like your own and um, not like frankenstein or dracula where it's in some gothic castle across the sea you know this is this is real potential for things that could happen to you. That's how people felt about it. And that's why it shocked audiences so much. There's videos and uh, sound clips of audiences seeing Michael sit up in the bedroom behind Lori and just like screaming and like in terror, like audiences of, of you know, teenagers and grownups just like losing their minds over this terrifying maniac yeah because if you're watching friday the 13th it's scary but you're not at camp yeah crystal lake i mean it would be scary as hell if you were camping and you watched that movie um you know chainsaw you know you're watching texas chainsaw massacre you're not in the middle of nowhere unless you are which that would be scary but you get what i'm saying you know this like you said this movie it, it brings it to you yeah exactly totally that actually reminds me of a um Speaking of Kent Crystal Lake, your sister Kelsey once, and I don't know if this is, uh, I think it's true, she was once telling us about um, a time she was at camp and told a story to all of the campers, and it literally scared them so bad, scared everyone so bad that the counselors made her the next day (laughs) tell everyone it was made up because like some girls were like, crying and like couldn't sleep and like pissing themselves i remember this story um, do you remember that she overcommitted to telling him this is a true story you know the the thing you do when you tell a ghost story yeah (laughs) Yeah. and like it 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 was so effective that like she got in trouble and and was like no you have to tell them that it's not real yeah some girls like wanted to go home early and stuff (laughs) did you know this jake I I do kind of remember hearing this story. Um, it just makes me well, laugh. The thing is, <laughs> dude, the thing is, when you're like camping or you're in a foreign environment, like you're in the woods, dude. First of all, the woods are scary. They and are. So, like movies like uh, you know Friday the Thirteenth or the Blair Witch Project, bro. They're not that scary, but when you go camping, that's when it becomes scary. 
Well, yeah, you're you're out of your element as hell. Watch them yeah. on a camp out, yeah. So yeah. you're more you're in a more vulnerable state, mm-hmm. you know, because you're like, what if I got lost? You can't see everything some... either. Yeah. What no. Some... Yeah, it gets yeah. like pitch black. Yeah, yeah. You can you can look up, but as soon as you look down and you're like, like in the wooded area, like like you you dude, you can't see your hand. Dude, people in laugh in front of you. People laugh when I say this, but the scariest movie that I've ever seen is The Blair Witch Project, because like. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> because, because <laughs> like, it's like a view into the hell it would be to get lost in the woods, which happens all the time. Yeah, it does. People happen. get lost in the wilderness and die all the time. Dude, that that shit nearly and happened it, to my dad, kind of. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't no, know no. But they they dumb. like him and his friends wanted to go on a canoeing trip. And um, they picked out deliverance. A, uh, <laughs> d- yeah, no. Um, they picked out uh, they picked out some route. Um, my dad's friend's wife dropped them off, and they got on it. What they didn't realize, so they looked at it. They looked. How oh, recent was this? Oh, this is a long time ago. Okay. I, like I was in high school, um, yeah. or junior high. Oh, they they looked at like the um the uh the length of it, and they're like, oh, it's not that bad. Well, here's what they didn't calculate: the fact that it was. Going like this, like you know, like a snaking, snaking mm-hmm. around, basically making the journey about almost ten times yeah. as long as um, the crow it, flies, dude. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what that. It's means. not like you know, a crow would fly from place to place in a straight line, but this is snaking like through yeah. rocks yeah. and stuff, right? So, oh yeah, yeah, and so like, um, my dad's friend Charlene showed up to the 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 pickup spot. They were not there, um. Mm. They never showed up. Well, eventually. Um, and it started raining in the area. All around. Like, raining real bad. And, dude, we didn't hear from them for days. And I remember my oh, mom crap. on the phone. Um, I remember her, like, crying angry. And it was like, put him on. Put him on. My dad gets on the phone. You get, get your ass back home now. And then she just hung up the phone. Like, didn't say... <laughs> didn't say oh, I'm so <laughs> glad you're okay. Dude, she was furious yeah. and like in tears hysterical and they they made it back and my dad was like that was the absolute worst time of my whole fucking life it yeah. was horrible we were now miserable see, if your if your dad watched the bear witch project it would probably bring up some shit for him because probably like that that's the thing that makes that movie so good yeah is is how hellish that would be and then you start to fight with each other and blame yeah. each other well yeah they 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 were they were getting like they they were getting pissed because like the drop-off point there weren't any in between and they didn't know i don't think they knew how far like if they got off the river and if they were to just walk and try and find the road i don't think they really knew that was just not an option so every turn that my dad was like every single turn we made we we're like okay all right just like two more turns and yeah. having no idea, like, no, dude, you are not even halfway done. Man, it was horrible. That would suck. Um, yeah, I have another. I have a story about getting lost on a canoe too, but I'll save it for another time. Okay. Um, yeah, I've been slacking. I've never seen the Blair Witch Project, Mikey. I I, I haven't really? seen it in a very very oh, long man. time. We I ought to never, rewatch I've it. Never seen that. They made a sequel that was really stupid. Don't worry about that. Um. And it's been parodied so Probably much that like sequel. people don't think of it like oh but like dude it's I think it's good. Uh so what was the what do you think was the funny kill 
What was the funniest kill in Halloween? Funny? Oh, I mean, well, I mean, you know, Michael gets a little cute with the sheet. Yeah, right? yeah, that's that, true. That is funny. He comes in to uh, to Linda there, laying in the bed, uh, undressed with uh, a sheet on, having just killed Bob. He's also wearing Bob's glasses over his ghost that sheet. Is a funny touch, Bravo, Michael. Good Bravo. boy. Uh, you know, it, it's trick or treat, right? You know, he's he's playing some tricks and getting his treats. I agree with Adam there. I I, I so yeah. I'm going with Lester the dog. <laughs> because oh, okay, well let's add well, him to the kill count. Well, because yeah, yeah, I didn't even think of that. Because like, and it's played for laughs. Like Annie, that's true. Annie's like Lindsay, that dog Lester won't shut up. And then you hear like, <laughs> and she's like, never mind, dude. If that was <laughs> my, she's dog, like, I guess I guess he found a hot date. <laughs> this movie uses a dog getting murdered as comic relief. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. If it was that her dog. I don't know whose dog. It was. No, that she was babysitting. That oh, would have been Lindsay's yeah. dog. Oh, okay, yeah, and so the little girl, she she just like lays there watching TV, not responding to her babysitter at all. And I I like that attitude. <laughs> um, but the yeah the dog. Um, I I don't know. I still you know, Michael kills another dog in this movie. He kills two dogs in this movie. You only see that one. Um, uh. At the Myers house, Loomis and Sheriff Brackett run across another uh, dog remains, I guess. Yeah. And um, they're like, that's a dog. And Brackett's like, why would why he kill the dog? And Loomis says, he was hungry. Yeah. <laughs> he ate it. <laughs> yeah. Eating dog. So that's pretty funny, too. I mean. <laughs> He's eating a dog. What is he, Chinese? <laughs> <laughs> um, we're leaving that in. Hey man, I would try it. I'm if you take it out, just take it I out because it's I so would hack. try dog. It is hack. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, um, I am giving my Barb award to Linda. You know why? Because she never got her beer. Well, she wanted a beer. That's all she wanted. And her boyfriend failed to accomplish that task. Fellas, you gotta provide your woman with the beverage that she wants because on Halloween everyone is entitled to one good beer. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> uh I'm gonna give my barb award to Paul. And Paul um was Annie's boyfriend and he was in trouble with his parents or something, so he wasn't allowed to go out that night. But he had uh he had devised a way to get out of the house and was waiting for Annie to come pick him up. Just Chick never shows. He just he just wants to score. He just wants to score. He, he doesn't score because some other dude kills his chick. Sounds like Halloween five. Or wait, no four. Yeah, totally. Um, <laughs> so, man, I am at uh, I'm at a loss for the Barb Award. I really am. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Um, just one more thing about Paul. He never you never even see the guy. You know, so he deserves he Get killed? I can't remember. No, no. I don't. Paul, you never I, see him. Yeah, he he I, never I, shows so up on all screen. All his friends, except for Laurie, die. Yeah, yeah, dude. He had it rough. He should have been in one of these David Gordon Green sequels. Yeah. Paul. Yeah. Hmm. The Paul cut. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, guys. I really don't know. I think I'm gonna forfeit my Barb Award because I really, I I don't know. Everybody, like, who could deserve better Give if you were in Linda. this film? I, Come on. I just thought of another one I could I could donate to you. Okay. Um, 
Judith, Judith Myers at the beginning, you know, her, her last, her last, um, event in life other than brushing her hair and getting stabbed by her six-year-old brother to death was, uh, about 48 seconds of some sort of nude activity with her boyfriend. And then he runs down the stairs, puts his shirt on leaves, you know? Yeah. What did they do in that? Very, very, very short amount of time. Listen, guys, it well, happens. You know, sometimes it does happen. <laughs> sometimes it's quick. It's, it's true. <laughs> and you know what, guys? Look, and you know, women don't let women make you feel bad about it. Men, you got a job to do. If you get your do- job done, you know what they call that in the professional world? Being very efficient. So don't judge yourself if you are efficient. Okay. But is it getting the job? Well, no, Adam. Ad, wow, very good point, Adam. Is it well, getting the job the, done? There that is a ways, very good point. There's different ways to get the job. Because the truth is, <laughs> honestly, no, no, it's not. That's so, about a fifth. You, you just did the like that. That'd be like, yeah, you're halfway there. That's what that is. That's a fifty percent done. Bob job. didn't you, last very you long. You literally either. half-assed it. You know, Bob didn't last long, very long either. I I don't know. If no, he didn't. Some of that was way longer, way longer than Judith's boyfriend. No, like, Ju- yeah, that no, guy that's was true. He was, he was. The, they went up the stairs. So Michael came in the back, grabbed a knife, and came into the kitchen. And that guy was down the stairs, he was and down out the house. You're right, man, Judith. So that not was, only was her last right. time doing that lackluster, then she gets murdered, and then like 16 years later, however long it was, then her grave gets desecrated. Well, yeah, he steals her gravestone. Like that's just man yeah. stealing her gravestone. Come that's on. rough. Okay, thank you, Adam. I I will take it. I'll take Judith. I'll take Judith. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got this, guys. <laughs> I got it. Leave us. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, awesome movie. So enjoyable. Um, th- this one I would watch over. I probably will watch it before. Oh, dude, it is already the twenty seventh. No, I have to watch it before Thanksgiving then. So, I don't have <clears throat> a ton of picking nits because it's such a good movie. One thing I do have is um, I think the neighbors would have helped her. I think the neighbors would have helped Lori. Like, so, I, I, I guess the idea is it's Halloween and they're like, oh, she's pretending to be, you know, running from a murderer. Yeah. But come on. Either I think that they or they this her. isn't my business. I don't want anything bad to happen to me. I'm not going to help her. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Well, that's Could just be that too. So that's more cynical, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like I had something. Oh, something that's always been kind of funny to me. My dad actually pointed this out. Is in the beginning when he's killing Judith, you know, you're seeing through the eyes of the mask. He looks up. He's at like the, looking up. He looks up at, at the knife, knife and, you know, doesn't. So, like, imagine how yeah. weird that would look of this little boy stabbing her and he's like, you know, looking up. Yes. We're all yeah, motioning dude. it right now, but you can't see us. Yeah, you're right. We we all did do that, didn't we? Uh, y'all got any other picking nits? I've got some nits, Mike. I got anything, dude. I I don't have a problem. I don't have yeah, a problem. There's not a lot. I mean, I don't know what. That's Adam a good. Has. That's a really good that's point, Jake. That's a really good point. I'm sure, Adam. I'm sure you're gonna have some great points. I've got a couple things here. Go um, go ahead, Bob. When when Bob and uh, Bob and Linda are in the van, Bob's sick ass van right that that's a really it's got like a blue oh, and yeah. silver paint this it is looks really cool this is such great 70s vibes man um, totally so the teenager in the 70s would, would be awesome it's the dream right i mean what a yeah. time um 
they're talking he um he makes a pretty off color joke about ripping Linda's clothes off, her ripping his clothes off, and then the both of them ripping um Lindsay's clothes off, who's the little girl that Annie's babysitting. Oh my god. But but that's not the net. When when they get out of the van, he comes and uh very gentlemanly opens Linda's door and you hear a beer can fall out and land on the ground. He doesn't pick up. He grabs Linda people and, and carries her and it wasn't the, a big deal to the door. He he doesn't close the door of his van. He just leaves the van oh. door open. Typical typical movie shit. Hey, yeah. Nobody that. closes doors, yeah. No, I'm telling you, Adam Adam dude, you could you could be like um an editor, a film editor, script editor, something like that. I'll put this on my wrist. So Linda was played by PJ Sold who was married to Dennis Quaid at the time. That's right. Whoa. Yeah. They actually wanted, they thought and it'd be cool if Dennis Quaid played her boyfriend, uh, but he was busy doing other things. Not because he was a star yet, per se, but he just, it didn't work out. He was in Jaws 3, I think. Oh. Yeah. Jaws 3D. Later. Oh. Anyway, yeah. um, I've got another big net. This is my this okay. is my big one. The, uh, the van door was just a little. Okay, so. When um, Lori's at school, she looks out the window and sees Michael wearing his mask, uh-huh. staring at her by the station wagon, right? When, uh, before that, she she goes to the, to the Myers house to drop up the key or whatever for her dad, right? Michael's standing there. I, you don't see the mask. You see the back of his head looking out the window. You see like a rear shot of him looking right. out the window. That's a really cool view. Uh-huh. You're in the Myers house, seeing out the screen window. You're seeing her, yeah, yeah. You're seeing her come and up you, and drop out the key. So you're seeing how dark it is in that house. Yeah, you know, and you just kind of see a silhouette a little bit. Yeah. Sorry. Continue. Um, he might be wearing his mask. Then we're not sure. We're not told that. But, um, later in the movie, Annie and um. Lori are driving around listening to Don't Fear the Reaper and Smoking Reaper. And uh, they stop at the hardware store where her dad, uh, Annie's dad, that is the sheriff, um, is there with his deputies investigating the break-in. And there's this alarm going off. And Michael Myers had broken into this store earlier at some point. Uh, It feels like much earlier and the alarm's still going off. So, like... Is that alarm going? Because, like, that's before you, you see Michael in the house before Lori goes to school. When did he break into the hardware store? Was it like before that? Was it in the middle of the night? Has the alarm been going off mm. yeah. from the middle of the night through after school? And it's like after 6.30 even because that's when Lori and Annie meet up at 6.30 p.m. That's like... 12 plus hours of this alarm going off in the middle of town like on Main Street. I love pretty insane. I love podcasts about movies and TV shows because it's just so funny to me how back in the 70s or 80s these writers and directors had no idea that like 40 years later people would be dissecting what they were writing so much <laughs> you yeah. know take I that it. it's fun take that um, deborah hill john carpenter i love it you any more <laughs> any more nits that's about all i've got um so so linda you know w- when bob is wearing the sheet well when no when michael myers is wearing the sheet uh-huh. you know she kind of like pulls the blanket down a little bit to reveal her 
breast and she says uh, like see anything you like which she she ad-libbed that and John Carpenter liked it and that line shows up in the latest Halloween movie Halloween ends oh shit in the um the the party scene like yeah. the, the the dance or the at the nightclub or whatever um the actor who plays Michael Myers in in Halloween 1 uh, is in a trench coat and he's he's like dressed as a flasher. I guess he opens his trench coat and yells, uh, "See anything you like?" Yeah. to to Corey. That's awesome. Yeah. So when she, when she went to the premiere, or I don't know if there was was there even a premiere. What she she went to a showing. I don't know. Uh, PJ Souls, who played Linda, and she said during that scene. Um, when she's like, you know, see anything you like? The guy behind her was like, you bet your sweet ass I do. <laughs> and that she was like, oh, I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> um, but I, I thought it was cool that she ad-libbed that and that she was like, you know, getting into it. Um, There's a scene when Lori is waiting for Annie to pick her up. She's looking down the street and looking at some trick-or-treaters. There is a, there's a family with a, a kid who's dressed like Superman. And this is the year that the Christopher Reeves Superman movie came out. Then she looks down the street the other way and sees another family with another kid dressed like Superman. Uh, uh, there's, so there's two Superman costumes in that scene. And that that was one of the you know biggest movies of the year. Right. Yeah. And something I kind of forget sometimes is that, you know, when this movie came out, part of the gimmick was like, you know, there's a guy in a mask killing people, but it's Halloween, so, like, it could be anybody, you know? And so, you know, that's part of what made this movie so scary. Yeah. Loomis, um, Loomis tells the sheriff, you know, not to, to put out the alarm to all his men because they'll be, seeing on, they'll be seeing Michael Myers on every street corner and just causing chaos all around town. Which, I mean... Which is pretty know, opposite of Loomis they in can the sequels. They can describe the costume. Well, not, they don't know. Other than Ben Tramer, nobody else is dressed like that. Yeah. <laughs> nobody knows what Michael Myers is dressed like until uh, Sheriff, or I mean, uh, until the end of the movie when Loomis comes in with his gun and shoots him. Like, nobody has seen what he's wearing hmm. that, you know, lives to tell the tale or... I mean, I guess they might know that's what kind point. of mask he stole. There's a small possibility that, like, yeah, they told him at the hardware store exactly what the mask looked like, but like they they hadn't connected that. They say he stole uh, like some rope and a, ma- a Halloween mask. But Which you know, I feel like the rope is suspicious, though. Like, I feel like he's chalking it up to uh, a bunch of kids. Yeah, you know, when it's like. And look, it is a small town. It was a simpler time. But, like, I don't know. Um, which is funny because his daughter Annie was right. You know, Well, I guess Michael Myers is almost a teenager. He's 21. But, uh, you know, because, yeah. you know, she's, you know, he, the, the cop, Annie's dad, is saying, like, oh, it's punk kids. And she's like, you don't you, know that. You blame everything on kids, she yeah. says. Something like that. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. In conclusion, I give this movie five pumpkins on our pumpkin scale. Five pumpkins. Yeah. Too. Absolutely. Five Absolutely. Costco pumpkins. What? Five, uh, yes. What could you right. do? Five prize winning 
State yes. Fair pumpkins. Yes. So beautiful. You you ought not carve them. You ought not. You ought. You oughtn't. <laughs> yeah. Well, folks. Um, yeah, Halloween, the original. Um, yes. Uh, awesome, awesome movie. Great start to a franchise. Oh, also, with many bumps sorry. In the road. I I had to mention that I liked the little part where, um, you know, in order to save the kids or protect them, Loomis scares them, and he goes like, Lonnie. Get your ass away from there. Oh, yeah, I like that, too. And then smiles. <laughs> um, okay, all right, since you, you said... I'm just trying to th- I'm just trying to make sure I touch all the bases. You got to get it all out. You remind me of something I wanted to say. Um, okay. I always think of a couple of the... You know, I've talked about kind of the scariest imagery of the Halloween movies as we've done these episodes. Um, there's two that really have stuck with me for a long time since watching this uh, a few years ago for the first time. And one of those is um, Michael at the clothesline when Laurie's looking through a window and there's the sheets billowing and then he's gone. That's that's like his best stare, I think, is uh, that. Yeah. Um, another is um, when she finds her friend's bodies in the upstairs room of the Wallace house. Um, she goes and like, s- like stumbles backwards out into the hall and his face slowly appears in the dark. You know, he's wearing this white mask. Yeah. The mask slowly appears in the dark behind her, and he, he attacks her for the first time. Um, and then when I watched it this time, uh, a new one came uh, that it really stuck with me, and that's when Annie has been, like, in the kitchen. I don't know if she's been out to the laundry room at this point or not. Oh, dude, this is so good. And he shows up. You're looking down the kitchen. He's behind her. Right. He shows up outside, outside the glass kitchen doors to yeah. the backyard, and it's that's a really scary. Yeah, moment. and the like, the timing is so perfect because like, you know, she's kind of like, she's kind of like shuffling around the kitchen nonchalantly. So she so he goes out of frame, comes back into frame, then she goes out for a second, and then she comes back and he's gone. It's yeah, so quick. It's so good. Um. So, so the scene that you just mentioned before that one, though, when he he slowly shows up behind her, in right. that documentary on YouTube I talked about, um, the shape lives forty years of Halloween. They they talked about how they did that. They like, um, they like brought him slowly into focus, like as he came closer, so that like his mask would like show up. You know, oh man, on, on camera, like they describe. Yeah, I don't really. I've never really thought about the techniques. Of yeah, like doing a, that. Like, yeah, they describe a lot of that. Those techniques and the and, uh, technicals in that documentary. I That's cool. I should watch it. that. You should. Yes, I, I have to. Um, Mike, any other uh, anything stick out that you haven't mentioned or we haven't talked about? So y'all's far? memories. I'm just enjoying it through y'all's <laughs> memories. Yeah, all yes. all of it. Great stuff. Great stuff. It, you know, um, yeah, any kind of movie that, that makes you happy and genuinely nervous because it's a horror movie, um, but, man, it's great. All of it very good. Yeah. Um, you know, they started off with perfection and, uh, you know, a lot of mishaps along the way. But, um, yeah, no, this is uh, this is great. It's great uh 
I mean, yeah, I don't I don't really know what else to say that we haven't already said. It's well, good stuff. Uh, spread some positivity here, Mike. This is a good movie. Well, yeah, yeah, good good stuff, good stuff. So it's fall now here in the United States. Um, the seasons are changing throughout the world, and I hope that everybody is feeling the change and has, you know, something that they do that they celebrate with it. I, for one, I enjoy having a cup of coffee and standing outside a little bit. You know, and, and having uh, having a warm beverage out in the cool, crisp air. I also enjoy cigars in the uh, in the colder uh, the colder months. Of course, they're not healthy, but kids, don't worry about your health. Worry about looking cool. <laughs> All right, Adam just killed that, that a killed uh, that moth that was dancing to the killed music. A, killed a moth. Uh, that was what that loud bang was. And I hope that it scared all of you. <laughs> so you were encouraging children to focus on their looks. Yes. Okay. Yes. I think that it is incredibly important and yes. valuable to look cool. Um, also, you know, be nice and communicate well. If you have a lowly position in life but you communicate well, uh, those in higher places will actually, they'll be intrigued with you. They'll want to get to know who you are. They'll want to know what's up with you and uh, what your journey is like. And if you are in that situation, you must be prepared to say something intriguing because that's how you make great connections. And now I want to talk about the waste of time that is school. And uh, really it's all about making connections. Your grades won't matter. If your parents punish you, the punishment only lasts until you're 18, or if you've got the balls to run away from home. I'd like to congratulate Jake for graduating uh, summa cum laude. Absolutely, magna. Not good. Not as good as. Oh, not, sorry. Not as good sorry. as. Yeah, I, mi- I misspoke. Yeah, no, but no, that's um, <laughs> that's. I just like to undercut things you say. No, so. no, 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 no. I'm glad. No, th- th- I'm glad you brought that up, Adam. I, it is worth the celebration. Um, congratulations, Jake. We're very happy to hear about that. Well, it and does uh, depend on what you want to do because depending, you know, like, like I right now I'm applying for graphic design jobs, and it's actually more about what you've done than uh, your education. But but they do both matter. But yeah, I don't know. It's it's complicated. That, it depends dude, on what you want to do. That's fine, man. But you, you don't have to go to college. Well, don't. you know, yeah, but the fact that you did, though, and, and more importantly, man, you applied yourself and you did really well. So never, ever, like, hold on to that. You should hold on to, like, no, yeah, dude, I've, absolutely. I've, I've done something and I made the choice to I excel and have, you have. I graduated from poor college student to just poor. Hey. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Bravo. <laughs> yeah, that's great. No, no, Jake, that, that's really awesome. And I really hope you feel some pride in it. And like, Dude, I do. I I feel pride because I'm super proud of yeah, you, dude. I am too, man. I really am. You and know, also I'm almost, uh, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm almost as proud as, you know, the the royal family must must be proud <laughs> of of their of their son. Uh, Which the one? The, uh, the, the the golden boy well, or the the redheaded retarded mo- disgrace? Mo- <laughs> <laughs> who who dates um mostly Harry. I think they're most proud of Harry. Oh, Harry. Oh, the one yeah. with the the shitty actress? Yeah. Yeah, the one with the well, shit actress. The B level the B level actress. I don't know, she's kind of hot. I, uh, yeah. No, no, you know what she looks like? She looks like a sunburn that never healed. That's what she mm. is. Right? She she looks like a cantaloupe that is rotting. I think right? if anyone looks sunburned it's him cuz he's like real pink. Well, he's, he's kind of gin- like me. Uh, he's, he's like a like I'm like a borderline ginger. Like you're almost there. People but see my red bad. beard and they think I'm a ginger, but like okay. I'm not technically a ginger, even though I do have 
you know, a red beard. Yeah. I could see that. Um, oh, I want to dedicate this episode, um, being us covering arguably the greatest film in this series. I want to dedicate this to one of our biggest fans, my cousin Jason, who recently um, got married, and I went to the wedding. Congratulations, man! Absolutely, Adam, Jason. Yeah, Jason. Uh, hang on, hang on. Some, some, somewhat to say on this him topic. Talk. I'm sorry, Adam. I'm Slow sorry. down, guys. Jason. I don't know you, but I kind of feel like I know you, man. Jason is on Twitter. Like he'll he'll tweet things to us. He'll like all of our stuff, and uh, it just gives me warm fuzzies. You know, I I frequently um, Mike's not on Twitter, and so I'll frequently send him like a screenshot of something Jason has said mm-hmm. on there, things like that. Jason, congratulations! Mike told us all about your wedding the other day, and it sounded like a fantastic time. And um, I'm glad you got to spend it with with family. And dude, I'm glad you're you're loving your life and with a uh, with your young wife. Uh, yeah, her name is Laura man. Lynn. Laura, so, a wonderful, wonderful woman. Thank you, Adam. That's someday nice. we will meet. Someday, hopefully, you can be on this podcast with us. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We. Uh, yeah, dude. Um, we, we, we'd love to have you on. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, man, it was a great wedding. Um, my cousin has always been a very positive person. Um, he's always been a very hard worker. Um, I, I've never seen him, you know, be, uh, begrudgingly angry for no good reason. Um, he really embodies the kind of person that, that you really, uh, probably the healthiest mindset, um, and you know everybody goes through down times and stuff, but but man, it, it's really um, it's really impressive and admirable how he has always been able to go about life with a smile and a wonderful sense of uh, positivity. Uh, honestly, I, I don't know a lot of people that are like that. My cousin Jason is absolutely like that. That is admirable so much to the point where it's like you can try all you want to be that way some people thank god almighty are just like that and it's such a blessing for me to have someone like that in my family and someone that i'm close to um i love i love him dearly uh we all do and uh yeah man this one's for you dude he can't be that cool (laughs) i mean (laughs) He's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. Getting a little jealous you. over here. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, you don't speak this highly of all your friends. No, I mean, some no. of them you 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 know shit on quite regularly. Oh yeah, no, most of them are pieces <laughs> of shit. If they were anything like my cousin Jason, I'd probably try and keep in touch with them. But no, yeah, most of them just garbage. Oh uh, yeah, just garbage. <laughs> Adam great. knows them. Garbage people. Uh, Ugh. I don't. <laughs> nah, dude, I'm just kidding. No, it's awesome. Yeah, man, Jason, my man, my cousin. Love you, bro. This one is for you. Um, folks, um, if you don't have someone like that in your life, be that person. Be it, be it for someone else because it truly is great to um, have someone with a smile and relentless positivity. Um, and most importantly, do it for yourselves, folks. Remember that. Um, you can't, can't find you know, external things to make you happy. But what you can do is you can find it within yourself. And man, once you do that, once you even start doing that, you will find the incredible positive power that has always been within you, a creativity, um, a sense of goodness, and a sense of important 
miraculous service for yourself and for others that you can spread um, even locally. Uh, and, and that's incredibly important. And there isn't a single human being who is not capable of that. Um, yeah, man. Every, everybody's great. Everybody's good. Amen, and, uh, this brother. has been this has been a, this has been a pleasure. And ladies and gentlemen, we got one more, and we're excited about it. Yes, kind we do. Of. We're gonna do Halloween ends, so don't go away. Don't go away, don't folks. Don't you go away. All right. Yeah, man. Uh, from 1990, what presenting Halloween Rewind? We bid you. We're bidding you a good night, Adam. Say good night for Christ's sake. Good night. Oh, Jesus. Ha, ha, ha.